What up? Welcome back to the Stellar Stellar Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Mason Boyd. Joined, as always, by Glenn Enos Jr. And Matt Souza. Yeah! He's finally back. I'm back. back. We're finally back. We're finally back. Apologies for uh, not putting out an episode last week. Uh, it was a, we were able to put out an episode during Christmas. Um, but Correct. last year, during New Year's and everything, we just kind of... Got too di- fucked up. Yeah, we got too, too fucked, fucked up. up. Didn't really line up, so unfortunately we didn't have time to put out a podcast. But uh, but that doesn't mean we didn't do the wild card weekend. Mm. Yeah, baby. That's mm. where we're starting. We're we starting off there. And we're going to start... Now, <laughs> believe what you want, but we picked our games before the wild card weekend happened. I mean, we you, did. You can take wink, our word wink. for it. But, um, so we're doing picks. Speaking of picks, let's backtrack a little bit to the 2018 regular season. And it came down to week 17. It really did. Picks. Beautifully, so. Yeah, I want to talk about Mason, it. Mason, would you mind reading off the win total? All right, here we go. In third place, with 136 picks correct, Glenn Enos. Fuck. In second place, with 141 picks correct, is me... And then Souza with the come behind victory, 142 picks correct. Wait, wait, wait. Back it up. Out of boy, Souza. You said you had 141. Yeah. He has 142. Yep. You're telling me through the course of 17 weeks, we missed one week. We did. Yeah, we did. So that could have made the difference. I probably so it really is an yeah. asterisk next to that. Yeah, so I probably you know would have got that week uh, by a mile, and I would have won the whole thing. More than seven wins. But you're telling me through 16 weeks, six wins. Oh, I guess you tie. Yeah, my bad. Matt Souza came from behind, from behind, and beat you by one win. Yeah, he did. Uh, and the reason why that happened is because you picked. I picked the Raiders. I had to go with my sizzling yeah, hot take. I had to go with my Susan, season hot take. Last week or two weeks ago on the podcast, oh, you were in here. We had our league champion, Jake Fryer, on. Yeah. And we were yeah. going through the games. And we were saying this is the last week. This is what's going to come down to, you know, how, how we pick the games. So we do our hot takes, obviously. And his hot take was that the Raiders would beat the Chiefs, um, which they didn't. No. And he stuck with his hot take. <laughs> wow. Yep. Everybody and their mother picked Kansas City in week 17. Mason said, I'm going to pick. The Raiders. And I fucked up. And then I told him, that Raiders pick is going to come back to haunt you. You said that? I told him on the podcast. If you listen to the bar, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it I, fucked I, me. I, I missed that part. Oh. Yeah. And it fucked him. There's a few so, games I shouldn't have picked on here. Yeah, well, there's a lot of games we all shouldn't have picked. So congratulations, Sousa. You are the pick champion of 2018. Well, at least he won something. What do I get? Yeah, that's true. What do I get? You get you get a nice pat on back. Yeah. A lifetime subscription to Ready to Rumble Vibrators? Um, I'm sure I can work something out. That yeah, I can probably work something out with a PBJ lube too, so you can... Uh, really? really? Yeah, so then you can... Get a double film. Yeah. Get like a, a nice gift basket with dildos and lube and... What else do we do? Um, burgers. <laughs> oh, yeah, burgers. <laughs> Three best things. <laughs> <Nothing> <laughs> like... <laughs> And like, like pounding up, yeah, with a vibrator, a lube, and then having a nice dur burger after. No, I was thinking during. Oh, during. during. Oh. <laughs> Got him. Okay. okay, that all makes sense. All right. So yeah, so let's talk about wild card weekend because these are where our picks, 
And, uh, well, we'll go through the games. As we go, we'll say who we picked and if it came true or not. So the first game, the six-seeded AFC Colts, who had won nine of their last ten, Oof. went to Houston to battle the Texans. So the thing is, if you're Andrew Luck and the Indianapolis Colts, what do you got to lose? You're going into Houston, shit, and the dogs are barking. It's bad. Sorry, people. Wow. And this is what happens when you record a podcast during the day. Normally, we record at night. Everyone's in bed. Yeah. And the thing is, no one was here for a moment. No. Yeah, of course. But as soon as we got to record, my dad's gonna come in the house, make a bunch of noise. Fucking. He just tried to Emis! call your name. He <laughs> means come up here. No, Dad. I'm recording a podcast. Sorry. That's that's respect. Here with us. Um, what was I saying about Andrew Luck? Oh yeah, he's good. And the Colts are good. Yeah, and they ten. proved it uh, by smacking the Houston Texans in the mouth on their home field. Um, 20, on. 21 unanswered points in the first half. Um, Texans get a garbage touchdown at the end of the third quarter, I believe, or early in the fourth. And it was all Colts for the most part. So Dude. the Texans ever won a game of meaning? I want to yeah. switch that to yeah? um, Bill O'Brien. You Does he ever won a playoff game? Uh, yeah. He had to, or he had, one. He faced Marvin Lewis sometime in the playoffs. <laughs> but like with the Texans, he was. They've yeah. always been like one and done, right? Yeah. Uh, well, because no. usually what happens is they win. Yeah, they win the wild card in round, the wild card round. And they, they come to New England. England, they get their doors blown off, and they go home. Yeah, that's usually how it works. The closest that's they probably got, how it would have worked if they won. The closest <laughs> they got to beating the Patriots was in twenty fifteen. No. 2016. Was it the Brock Osweiler year? Yes. I remember that. Because if they... Their defense defense was really good that year. And And if they had a quarterback who was even serviceable, they would have beaten the Patriots. That's very true. Brock Osweiler is fucking terrible. Yeah, so now the Colts, winning 10 of their last 11, go to Kansas City today. I think that means they're on fire. It means they're pretty hot. Almost as hot as the grill later. But we'll get to that. Um, Shit, that's right. <laughs> I picked the Colts uh, going into this. Chalk one up for the board um, for me because I just think they have momentum. And the Texans, it comes down to it. They were struggling down the stretch. Choke. They just no. maybe aren't that good. I really think they aren't that good, to be honest. I, I like the I like Watson. Go ahead, Susan. I was, uh, you know, I was, I was giving the Texans the benefit of the doubt. You know, they're at home. They, uh, they have a good defense, and the Colts' defense usually has been known to not be that great, but they played well last week, and Andrew Luck's pretty good. T.Y. Hilton's pretty good. and uh, Eric Ebron. Eric Ebron's pretty freaking pretty good. good. Let me tell you this about T.Y. Hilton so, and the Texans. Uh, T.Y. Hilton is a fucking Texan killer. Every time he plays the Texans, he goes off. Mm. And he did that. He had... I think 75 yards on their first drive. Alone. That's a joke. That's the whole field. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, T.Y. Hilton mm. goes off against Texans. So I gave it to the Texans, and I said, you know what? They're going to do it. And they didn't. They didn't. No. So I gave it to the Colts, uh, mostly for the reasons that Glenn said. A lot of momentum. Their offense, I think, is uh, kind of underrated, in my opinion. Uh, you know, because... I don't know. I feel like they kind of fell under the radar at the beginning of the year where Andrew Luck was kind of struggling a little bit. You know, he was coming back from that shoulder injury. Um, But he, as the year got wore on, you could see that he was improving every week. Um, And they have a run game now. Do you know why he was improving? Why? Because 
the biggest thing for Andrew Luck as his tenure as a Colt was that he had no fucking time to throw the ball. That's true. And the offensive line this year, yeah, literally, was stellar. Everything, a lot. everything that Andrew Luck needed, he got. He has a new, better offensive line now. They have a running game. Their defense, which for me is the biggest thing, Darius Leonard has been a force. He's a man. He is ridiculous. I don't know how that guy got snubbed from the Pro Bowl because he has been, he's changed that defense and made them. I think are they a top ten defense in the league? I uh, wouldn't surprise me. I think they got to be close. Probably close. I mean, there are a few games that might skew it because they got their doors blown off by the Giants. Yeah, and like I think they. They got blown out by the Titans too one one week or something. But there is Leonard. I'm gonna say this about him. He's only a rookie. He led the league in tackles. Here's a take. It's uh, pretty hot. It's not sizzling hot, but Ooh. it's pretty hot. You wanna wait? Yeah. Uh, no. Darius Leonard is the next Patrick Willis Whoa. if he doesn't retire. Well, well, yeah. I think he's that good, and he's gonna be one of the best linebackers in the league for years to come. In the league. Damn. Yeah. yeah, so that was the Colts, uh, 21-7, right? 21-7? I believe so, yes. It was 28-7. they score again? I don't think so. I think it was, think 21, it was 21-7. 7. All right, 21-7 Colts. Colts go to Kansas City. 21 Savage. Colts are looking good. <laughs> Colts are looking good. Colts are looking good. You know who's looking better? Who? Oh. The Dallas Cow. Boys. Oh my, here we go, dude. Because after that Colts game, I'm not gonna lie, I was nervous. I was by the jitters, playoff jitters. Now listen, I've been a Cowboys fan for the last 23 years. The last time they were even of relevance, as close to being good, as a good football team, was the year I was born. <laughs> So I don't remember the Cowboys ever being <laughs> good. They've had good teams. They've had hype. They always have hype around them because they're the Cowboys. But this Cowboys team is simply different from what I've seen in the past 20 years. In the past 20 years, we've had Tony Romo, T.O., Des Bryant. We've had great offenses, DeMarco Murray, Ezekiel Alley a couple years ago. But the difference about this Cowboys team now is the defense. They're causing problems for people. And they cause problems for Russell Wilson in that leading, league-leading rushing attack last Saturday night. Chris Carson, Rashad Penny, Mike Davis bottled up. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And that led to the Cowboys. Dak Prescott getting his first playoff win Saturday night in Jerry World against the Seahawks. Thoughts? Well, unfortunately, I didn't get to catch a lot of this game because I was, uh, I was at an event on Saturday night. But an event, um, I kept up with the score of the game, um, and uh, I'll be honest, it was pretty close, like I thought it was going to be. Um, I thought I thought that this was the game out of all the games to me that was probably the closest matchup, in my opinion. Um, I thought that this one was honestly a coin flip, uh, that it could go either way. So, while, as I was watching, I was watching the score where I was, and, uh, you know, like, obviously they kept going back and forth. Yeah, for the most part it was. It was, like, five lead changes. So, like, you know, I, I, like, I picked, I picked, uh, Seattle. 
uh, to win because I thought we've seen Russell Wilson make some magic happen before. He almost did it again. Uh, so I just thought that he has uh, Russell Wilson has like that intangible factor that like elevates teams to wins that they're not supposed to get. So I thought, yeah. One note about Russell Wilson. I do. He's made the playoffs every year as a starting quarterback for the Seahawks besides one, which is last year. And every year he makes the playoffs, he at least wins his first game. Besides this year. Damn. That's crazy. I gave it to Seattle, too. Because it's not that the team's phenomenal, but all year long they've been... All year long, they've been winning these bullshit games and bullshit ways. Russell Wilson, like 15 pass attempts, has five touchdowns, and, and they pull out the, the win. And the rushing attack helped a lot as well. But at the end of the day, it came down to being in Dallas, and it took quite a it took a couple like last minute clutch plays on off like that big uh, that big pass to Cooper. Like hitting them in the red zone when they were like at the fifty or something. It was yeah. like a twenty thirty yard pass. Cooper caught it. Des caught it. Cooper caught it. Cooper caught it. Cooper caught. Um, and then of course that that run on I think third down from Dak to get almost in the end zone, but the first down at least. Uh, did they need to take the lead or was that just to keep that was the to clock keep, running? Keep, keep the clock running and take well secure the lead. They went up by two scores after that drive. They already had the okay they yeah. Um. So yeah, good for them. Cowboys are tough to play in Dallas. They face the Seahawks. Really, really close game in Dallas. Seahawks offense is fake to me. It's it's a paper offense. And Wait, so you're telling me that the offense that led the league in rushing yeah. is fake to you. It's fake. And when Dallas... Now, Susan, hold on a second. Mm-hmm. There's 31 other teams in the <laughs> league besides the Seattle Seahawks who could have led the league in rushing. But the Seahawks did it, and that's fake. They're fake. I don't like them. And Dallas struggled at home, and now they got to leave Texas and face a real team with a real offense, not fake, and a real defense with a key lead, chain snatcher. Sucks. I'm just saying it now. I know we're not there yet, but Dallas ain't going to pull out tonight. It ain't going to happen. This is a real team. This is a, This is a reoccurring thing. <laughs> In this podcast. Hey, Susan, I picked Dallas a few times. Susan keeps saying they ain't gonna do this. <laughs> they ain't gonna do that. And then they look, do it. Look out for the Giants, dude. Look out for the Giants, okay. NFC East champions. Uh huh. Susan, I feel confident about this one. It's not gonna happen. Okay. Not in not not in LA. Back to the Cowboys for a minute. Mark um, it down, folks. This one, guy right here. Oh, we'll get to that. We'll mark it. We'll mark it. Back to the Cowboys for a minute against Seattle. Um, Seattle, as a matter of fact, I think besides the Bears, is going to be one of the toughest defenses that we would have to face in the playoffs. I don't think the Rams' D is as good as Seattle's defense. Hmm. I don't think the Saints' defense is as good as Seattle's defense. And I don't think the Eagles' defense is as good as Seattle's defense. No. Seattle, for the most part, it's crazy, is bottled up. Ezekiel Elliott. So the offense throughout the first half, and most of the game actually, um, Ezekiel Elliott, we fed him. He kept getting two-yard carries, three-yard carries, two-yard carries, three-yard carries, forcing Dak to throw the ball. Dak made some throws here and there. But it wasn't for a couple breakout runs, like a 15-yarder, a 12-yarder, 
a long 44-yarder he had, and then the one towards the end of the game where he stiff-armed the shit out of, out of that dude. Yeah, he did. He finished with, I want to say, 130-something yards. Wow. Big um, yikes. Yeah. Big yikes. So that that's the thing. And it's been the thing for the Cowboys. They have a recipe. It's time of <laughs> possession. And the way the defense has been playing, it doesn't matter if the offense is, you know, playing average. If they can't, you know, necessarily, like, they, like they couldn't score that much against Seattle. It's mostly field goals. They got a couple touchdowns. If the defense continues to play the way they are against, like they did against Russell Wilson and the leading rushing attack in the league, then they can compete with anybody if they keep the game close. However, there was a point in the game where Seattle Seahawks marched down the field, a couple deep passes to Tyler Lockett, scored a touchdown like that in a blink of the eye. And Seattle went up 17-14, to 14, I think. I don't know. They took the lead. No, no, no. They went up 14 to 10. Oh. They went up 14 to 10. And um, I was nervous because I saw the Cowboys. They got one touchdown early to Michael Gallup. And what did the Cowboys do after Seattle scored that touchdown? They answered right back with a touchdown of their own. Mm. That made me feel more comfortable about the offense. I'm going to say this. Dak Prescott is good. And I'm going to say this again. I feel comfortable knowing that Dak Prescott is the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys for the future. I think that the Cowboys are going to need to play a lot better. Oh, yeah. I I mean, what they they let up 17 points. Well, the game was close is what I'm saying. With the Seahawks, I think if if the game was close with the Seahawks, it's going to be out of the water with the Rams. I don't think so. I think the Rams' offense is that much better than the Seahawks. I disagree with that, but we can get we can talk about that later. Yeah, when it happens. This is just a recap. Talk talk about the Rams later. Sorry, I just wanted to give the Cowboys their props because they deserve it. I'm just Um, trying to knock Dak deserves it. It was a tough game. He was a grown ass man. Um, The third and 14 play where Dak converted on a QB draw. If it didn't work, I wanted to fire Linehan (laughs) and everybody in the Cowboys, but because it did work, and uh, Dak put the team on his back. Um, kudos to him. He's got stones. And as Ezekiel Elliott said after the game, he's a grown-ass man. And he was. Um, hopefully he can continue next week. Moving on to Sunday. We got the Chargers at Baltimore. Can I start off? Sure. At Baltimore. All right, Ooh. so number one thing this, is, uh, this game uh, showed me is that I think Lamar Jackson might be one of the most fascinating quarterbacks to watch in the NFL. Yeah. Because that guy is Fast, but holy fucking shit, he cannot throw to save his life. No, he can't. Oh my god, dude. He's not running. It's tough. There's so many times. There was a f- quite a few plays where it was like third and third and short, like third and five, third and four, or like third and intermediate, and he would have like somebody coming like a- on a crossing route, going right across the middle of the field, and he just throw the ball at their feet, or he throw it over their head. Or there was one, I remember one play specifically on the sideline where we had Willie Sneed wide open and he fucking hucked yeah. it about two feet over his head. Like, it'll be interesting to see if he can develop the skills to throw the ball more accurately because if he does, I think he could potentially be maybe the best dual threat quarterback in the NFL. Since Michael Vick. Great since, probably since Michael Vick, yeah. Because 
dude, the speed that that guy has is ridiculous. Like, you, he was burning defenders, dude. It makes no sense. Like, he's, know, he's the, ridiculous. The burst fast. is crazy. He's yeah. not looking to run, and all of a sudden, boom, he's gone. Like, on the like side. yeah, like that's Holy the thing. Shit. Is like a defender thinks that they'll have an angle on him, and then he'll just turn on the jets and go right by them, and you you can't stop him. You and of course, I mean? you see that in college, and a lot of times it doesn't translate well in the NFL. But he's making it work, and I think he's just got to calm down a little bit, make his throws. I think he might be a little too antsy, and that's why he's been making bad throws. Um, I'm sure he'll be able to develop that. He's a rookie, so he's definitely the future uh, of the Ravens franchise. Yeah, if he can get that down, which I believe he will, then uh, and then if that defense stays the way it is, because that helps. And a that's lot. the thing. Let, let's credit the Ravens defense for a second, because wow, what a defense! If, if you look at the box score of this game, you say, "Holy shit, it was actually a close game." Holy shit, it wasn't until the fourth yeah. quarter. Yeah, really. go back to Lamar yeah, Jackson score, like, for two a second. Scores go back to Lamar Jackson for a second. <laughs> Going into the fourth quarter, three quarters of NFL football, Lamar Jackson was three completions on ten attempts for 25 yards. (laughs) 25 yards in three quarters of football. You're the quarterback. I think Jim Harbaugh realized that. It's Jim, right? It's John. John. Jim's Michigan. Whatever. John Harbaugh realized like a few plays in that game. He's like, holy shit, we cannot throw the ball. Because, also... But it was turnovers, too. Yeah, the fact... They fum- they fumbled the ball three times. He fumbled the ball three times. Well, he fum- well in the first... He fumbled, he fumbled twice. In their first yeah. two possessions, he fumbled twice. And then I think I either Dixon or Gus Edwards fumbled once. Yeah, I think it was Dixon. For the first two times, though, his fumble and, and Edwards fumble, they, they got back. But the second yeah. time or he fumbled... The Chargers got the ball, and like they were the yeah. Ravens ten. And then of course the fumble at the end of the game, which we'll get to. So it's like I don't care how I don't care how good your defense is. If you give up a short field situation like that, you're gonna give up points. Yeah, he's, Especially he's against Philip Rivers and company. Yeah, and even if even if they can't punch the ball in, they're not gonna you're not gonna like put them on a field goal range or something. Impressive game for I mean, we talk about Lamar Jackson going through for ten twenty five yards. Could it be just Lamar Jackson being that bad? Or was the Chargers' defense that good that day? They played I don't know. Good. There was they did play good. I give them credit for that because they stopped the Ravens have a good run de, a run run game and they they stopped uh, they stopped the Ravens' run game in their tracks. Basically, the Ravens didn't really have anything going in that game at all on offense. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that saved the Ravens was the fact that the their defense was keeping the Chargers out of the end zone. Yeah. The Chargers kept getting short field opportunities, but they couldn't they punch the ball in till late in fourth quarter. Yes. Yeah, um, but I I think uh, what were we talking about before this? Uh, Lamar <laughs> Jackson and Chargers D. Oh yeah, no, there were like I said, there were there were times when um, when Lamar Jackson had wide open people and he yeah, just he couldn't just hit them. them. He just couldn't hit them. Yeah. So I think it's it's a combination of both. Yeah. I mean, now I think the key for the Chargers is going to be their defense. We've seen Philip Rivers be Philip Rivers, Melvin Gordon on the field. That offense is special. But if they want to be taken seriously and be the team like New England, the Chiefs, or the Colts even, it's got to be the defense that shows up. It's got to be Joey Bosa getting pressure on the quarterback. Bosa. And uh, I think they can do it, but it's going to be something to see. They have what they need. They just need the right plan, coaching, execution. The stars have to, the stellar stars no. have to align. For the Chargers See, to get the See, here's the thing, dude. I feel like they're since since the inception of the Chargers, or since I've been watching football anyway. There's always been like a 
a chokiness element with the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like there the year is, that I, was it 06? They went 14 and two. That team was stacked. And the thing is, like <laughs> you look at the Chargers, and yeah, they're they're a good team now. They've had better teams in the past. Yeah, that o, that 06 team was stacked. And they haven't done anything. Their defense was disgusting. They had Ladanian Tomlinson, I think, in his like. Yeah, his, Sean Merriman, Ladanian Tomlinson, Antonio Gates in his prime. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that team was ridiculous, and they they lost to the Patriots in the AFC uh, division. They lost in the division round. I think so. I think so because the Patriots they played. They lost to the Patriots a couple times because they yeah, and then the Patriots played uh, the Broncos or the, um, the Colts. In, uh, and here's the thing: like we, we'll, we'll talk about this after because um, I'm going to bring up a point about Philip Rivers. But um, to cap off Ravens and Philip Rivers, the Ravens made a run at the end of the fourth quarter. I don't know if you saw that pass. By Lamar Jackson when he was rolling out to his right and just fucking hucked across the field. Yeah, I did. And hit Dixon for like. Yeah, that was a nice yards. pass. See, that's what I mean. You like see flashes from him of him like throwing the ball well, but then like he has yeah. three in it's a row where he takes. just pegs the, the ball. Is, on the ground. They had a chance to was it to tie or win? Uh, to win, I think. With a t- win with a touchdown. Sure. Yeah. And the last drive, and what got it done was what the key is. I said for the Chargers, their defense strip sacking Lamar Jackson, recovering the fumble. And put it to bed. Mm. Uh, Chargers move on to face the Patriots tomorrow. And then in the last game of the wild card weekend. Who did we pick for that, by the way, Chargers? Oh, uh, I picked the Ravens. Cause I, thought well, the I picked Ravens. the Ravens. Susan picked the Ravens. I picked the Chargers. Okay. Yeah, I thought the Ravens would do it. They did it before, regular season. Yeah. But, but um, things turning around for the Chargers' luck? Maybe. I don't know, man. We'll see. I they, don't know. This is going to be their toughest test yet. If um, So, talking back to the NFC, the last game of wild card weekend. Chicago Bears, best defense in the league, at home against the reigning Super Bowl champions, Philadelphia Eagles, led by Big Dick Nick. And that's a big thing is that the Bears, well, we all know that Philly won, and the two best defenses are out of the playoffs. Think? And defenses win championships. You think? Um, oh, yeah. Bears and Ravens? No, I think there's a lot of underrated defenses. But those are the two best still. defenses. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like far and away, they're like they're like the best, but I feel like there are like some defenses that are low key good that people like don't look at, like the Colts, for example. I think they're good, or the Cow- Colts, the Cowboys, Cowboys, Chargers. What's the best? I think the Saints defense? defense is pretty good. I think the Saints defense is good. Um, it's underrated because their offense is so good and it gets overlooked. But um, they're good. But like I'm, I'm talking like championship winning defense best, would be the Ravens. And yeah, the yeah. Bears. You want the best remaining in the in the playoffs? Best remaining. Yeah, defense? we talk about that quick. Uh, I'd say probably Dallas. I think they have like. They have probably have like the most well-rounded defense. I don't really. The Rams have names on there, but their secondary stinks. The Rams and the thing is, they're awful against the rush attack. And we'll get to this later when we preview the games. Yeah, that's why I think Dallas has a chance. I think the, like the the sexy name is the Rams, but like we've seen it all year. They're even when they got to keep to leave back, their defense still isn't like keep to leave has been trash since he's been back. He's, their defense isn't like super great. You know what I mean? The chi- obviously, they might have the best defensive player in the league in Aaron Donald. Yeah, who's a game changer. I would agree with that. Yeah, but as an overall defense, no, not what we expected going into this year. I would take. Actually, no. I'm gonna say I'd say if we had like ranked defenses, I'd say Dallas at the top, probably the Chargers. I agree. Then I'd probably you could probably change either Philly or Indianapolis, in my opinion. Philly, Philly, and we'll because we didn't even talk about the. Philly and uh, Chicago game. All right, so Philly won by a final score of, what was it, 16-15? Yeah. Yeah, yep. I think it was one point. 
So they won by 16-15, which is a good defensive game. If the Bears' defense holds the Super Bowl champions to 16 points, you would expect them to win. Yeah. And that's the thing. I don't know for the Chicago Bears, watching the game, Mitch Trubisky wasn't good. But I don't know if it's because Mitch Trubisky isn't good or because Philadelphia's defense stepped up. That's a story. Or did Mitch Trubisky poop himself? Or did he poop himself? it's, It's been back and forth all season. Trubisky's looked bad at times, especially at the beginning. Then he had like a hot streak. To where, like, similar to Goff, I'm like, holy shit, this guy is, like, really good. But then it's like, I think it's it's still a tall, I think it's still, I think the jury is still yeah, out. Yeah, I think with, it's with still. But is it Trubisky or is it the Eagles' defense? I don't know. I, I mean, most of the season, the Eagles' D has been bad, so I don't think anything's really turned around for them. I think that ever since they changed the quarterback, the defense has been stout. They like, they like Foles? I, no, I'm not saying it's that, but I'm saying <laughs> ever since you know the Eagles have made this run, going back to the regular season, beating the Texans, um, they beat the Redskins last week, and I mean, I think I think oh the Rams, they beat the Rams. You gotta do have something to say for that. I mean, mm. like they, they shut I, down Todd Gurley for the most part. I feel like they they do enjoy yeah. playing yeah. for Nick Foles. Like I think like he's like a <laughs> like a very like like well received guy in the locker room and stuff there. So like. We're going to talk about this after. Yeah, two topics I want to talk about after. So I feel like everybody kind of like, they, I, I think like they, they kind of rally around him. They like playing for him. Because like he's kind of, you know what I mean? Like, how much as it pisses me off that the Eagles beat the Patriots last year? I mean, I think Nick Foles is a nice story. He's like a backup quarterback who basically <laughs> almost got bounced from the league. And then he wins the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? I feel like that's like that's, Tom a good, Brady. that's a good thing for people to rally behind. League, Every time you know, I see Nick Foles, I think of him saying, whatever. Whatever. And that's just how he plays. <laughs> I'm just a backup, man. Whatever. So, all right. <laughs> Nick Foles on a drive where they need a touchdown to take the league oh. against the best defense in the league. Agreeable, right? Yeah. Best, best defense yeah. in the league. I'd say so. Debatable. On fourth and goal, finds Golden Tate for a touchdown. In Chicago. In Chicago against the best defense in the league. It's one thing to put up fucking 40-something points against the Patriots. Whose defense couldn't stop a nosebleed. <laughs> exactly. But I said this going into the week, this would be Nick Foles' toughest test as a quarterback. He only put up 16 points, but he got the W. He got the touchdown when they needed it most. What a drive that was, too. And yeah. what a throw on that touchdown. Yeah. Like and, and, and Nick Foles. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm just going to say it. Nick Foles is good. <laughs> it's Nick crazy. Foles is good. It's crazy. And I, I don't know if like I'm buying into the hype of Nick Foles and how the Eagles play when he's the quarterback. This Eagles team with Doug Peterson, Nick Foles, and just the they have it's and the weird. thing is they won the Super Bowl last year. Yeah, I can't I I'm with you. I can't tell if it's like if he's actually good or it's just like they just like he has like that intangible it factor that like makes them like they have like cohesiveness. Dude, but the thing is that I, like makes them play well when he's the quarterback. I don't understand. Here is go back to last year, right? The Eagles. Carson Wentz led the Eagles to the best record in the league. They were the number one seed in the NFC going into that playoffs last year. Did anyone think the Eagles had a chance no, at making no, the Super no. Bowl? Hell no. Let alone winning the Super Bowl. Nope. No. Now that they beat in Chicago, I honestly think that they have a chance to make the Super Bowl again. They shot. All right, last year, they beat the Falcons in a close game, came down to Matt Ryan on fourth and goal, couldn't get it done, who had previously made the Super Bowl the year before. They face the Minnesota Vikings, who are an excellent team last year. Blow doors. Blow the absolute doors off of them in Philadelphia. And then they play 
the Patriots and Tom Brady in a head-to-head battle. Nick Foles went head-to-head with the greatest quarterback in history in the Super Bowl. I know. And won the game. Nick Foles. Nick Foles. I think it's a matter now, of... Now, the thing is, like, you look at this eight, 2018 team. They had... Obviously, they weren't as good as last year, the record-wise. They're getting Nick Foles back. He's hot. They're playing... Now they have that confidence knowing that they can beat the best teams. Mm. They just beat Chicago. Who are they going to be afraid of? Are they going to be afraid of the Saints this weekend? Probably not. They want the Saints this weekend. You see what the Saints did to them earlier this year? They blew the doors off of them in New Orleans. I think it was like 40-something to 7. All right. Uh, but the Saints offense is better. Though. But we're related to this game. That's the only thing. But I'm saying, like, the, the thing is, like, the Eagles aren't going to back down from anybody. They aren't afraid of anybody. They could, they could eat horse shit for all they care. Yeah. And honestly, I, I don't know. Related to this game, though, the Eagles shouldn't have won this game. No. And, and to Trubisky's credit, he actually got them down there with a couple big plays, Allen Robinson. That's true. He looked good on that it final came down, drive. It came down to the kicker, but Nick Foles put them in a position to win the game. I think that, was that a fourth down touchdown, that Golden Tate? Yeah, fourth yeah. and goal. And yeah, Nick Foles, I think the thing is, he's making right plays. Not necessarily having insane stats, like 500 yards again. In the no, Super he's just, Bowl, he's been, just, he's just making the right plays. Yeah, the right plays. Just, and he turned the ball, I don't know how many turnovers did uh, Chicago have, three? Three or four? I don't know. They picked him off at least two times. Yeah, they get him out. That's a good defense. But the Eagles did well, the they, same. They ripped the ball out of someone once, right? Yeah. That's I just want to say something about that missed kick. Listen, man. Yeah, let's talk about Cody Parkey. Listen, ripping Cody piece. Parkey, dude, dude. Dude, listen. Ripped. And Cody, pass. listen. My man. Which he is listening. Listen. What the fuck? What the fuck are you doing, dude? I'm trying to end this national nightmare of the Eagles fucking advancing in the playoffs and this guy says no not today son Listen. and it was all right i they changed the fact that the ball was tipped yeah. the line yeah, after they the did. game uh, shut true. the fuck they're just Dude. saying that so chicago doesn't send that guy death threats it's video evidence he tipped it but the I thing is it's not even it. like i can't even blame cody parkey for the kick because if he did tip it whatever all right nine he times he shouldn't have tipped it it's a fucking 40-yard field goal. You don't have to line drive it like Listen. fucking 60 yards. Listen, Put man, some air under dude, it, dude. He is kicking to win the game and the playoff center to the next round. Oh, don't be a fucking pussy. Listen. Dude, poor guy. I have never seen what I saw in a field goal kick in my life. Nine times out of ten. Ninety-nine times out of a hundred. If the field goal... If you kick a field goal and it hits the left upright and it bounces like inwards... inwards it's going. It's going right in. It's going in. That shit bounced straight down. And then, okay, it bounces straight down, has a chance to hit either half of the crossbar and either go in or go out, and it bounced back. He called it the double doink. The double doink. <laughs> Are you kidding me? See, this this is why I'm scared. <laughs> so because bad, this is the man. bullshit that Nick Foles gets. Dude. This is what happens. This is the bullshit that he gets, this, bro. All right, this is the ultimate test, too. We'll talk, we'll talk about the previews. If the Eagles can go into New Orleans. If the Eagles beat the Saints, I'm picking the Eagles to win the Super Bowl. If the Eagles. I'm not even. If like, Nick Foles beats another Hall of Fame quarterback in the postseason en route to his second straight. Well, he's, he has to face the NFC Championship, too, which could be either the Rams or the Cowboys. I, It's bad. I like the, the Eagles, I will say, are for real. They're not one and done. 
Nick Foles or something special. But there's this guy on the NFL where I saw a tweet. It said, there's no other quarterback I'd rather have in the clutch than Nick Foles. That's such a bad you imagine take. See, oh, my God. Can you imagine hearing that a couple imagine years that? ago? Oh, my God. That's a bad take. Oh my God. I could name ten quarterbacks I'd rather have than Nick Foles. In the clutch. In the clutch. Now, see, that guy's caught up in the hype. Yeah. That guy's the hype. And I get it. You know, Nick Foles doing crazy-ass things, but I think last week's game was more of a credit to the Eagles as a team. Um, defensively. You know, holding the Bears to what they did, 15 points. and uh, But you got to give Nick Crow, Nick Foles credit where it's due. And it's crazy because it's happening again. And I almost, like, part of me really – I wanted them to win that game. I actually picked them to win that game. Because um, I want to play with – entertain the fact that Nick Foles is doing it again. Um, but at the end of the day, I almost – part of me wants to see them win the Super Bowl again. Just to see – the I whole f- do like thing between Carson Wentz and Nick Foles, like what would the Eagles do? As a fan of football, and honestly, we'll talk about that coming up. But as I, a fan of football, I'm with Souza. I find it extremely interesting that Nick Foles could potentially win again back to back. As a, a Patriots fan, I want to pull my fucking hair yeah, out. Exactly, that's the other part. I want to gouge my <laughs> eyes out every time this guy wins. All right. I'll give him the first couple me. games, but if he wins, if he's like in the conference, then I'm like, okay, wait a minute. It right. hurts my soul. <laughs> that, that was that was wild card weekend. I picked the Bears. I, I picked the Bears as well. I, I thought picked Philly. They put an end to a Suzer riding the big dick Nick Wave. Woo! It's big. Um, so, so all right, that was wild card weekend. But Back bef- to fantasy. Yeah, before we jump into the divisional round, we got some postseason awards. Oh, the Stellar Seller Postseason Awards are brought to you by Ready to Rumble Vibrators. Finish the job that your man started. Also brought to you by <laughs> PB and J Lube. All two sponsors for the awards. Okay. Of course, dude. Because we're doing both. Really? If you're gonna get fucked, you might as well use lube. Yeah. So this is the end of the year, and we're giving these awards based on the whole season. We're given stellar, stellar, um, stellar stars. I'm sorry, stellar stars of the year, fuck of the year. Yes, uh, a couple other awards that we'll get to, but those are the two that we give every week, and we're doing it for on a yearly basis. Who fucked you the most on on the year? Who was the best on the year? And I think it's gonna be fun. How do we want to start out here? Do you want to do like the best last? Yeah, I feel like stellar star of the year should be last. Right. Okay. Like like when they unveil the MVP, they do all like all the other awards of the show first, and yeah. then they do the MVP last. And you get a performance by like some shit band, like Coldplay or something. <laughs> He's going really into it now. I what happens in that, or, the year or Imagine Dragons? Can I can I hold on? Can I rant for a second? Okay, this is a postseason podcast. Imagine cool. Dragons is the worst band of all time. Wow. Yeah. They're fucking trash, dude. It's not that bad. They are awful. Scum of the earth they music. That's catchy song. Yeah, that's all it is. It's catchy bullshit. It's garbage. No substance. So you don't like hearing it on like 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 high like hype videos or sports no. or like commercials. Nope. They they play a lot of it. Yeah, I know they do. Alright, that's it. That's all I want to say. <laughs> all right. Well, okay. we won't have Imagine Dragons on the podcast. Yeah, good. I never knew that. Uh, hey guys, big fans so of your podcast. What the fuck's up, Mason? That guy's a dick. Alright. <laughs> I'm going to start off <laughs> leading off the awards with the stellar performance of the year. Woo! That goes to the person who had the best performance of a, of a given week the whole year. Yep. And many of you probably know who it might be. Well, we There's a couple got... candidates, though. Is there? 
like I said, Amari uh, Cooper would be a good candidate. He had a 40-plus point game, three touchdowns, 200 The stellar points. performance of the year goes to... Drumroll. Derek Henry. Whoa, 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 whoa. In week 14. <laughs> running back for the... Running back for the Tennessee Titans. Derrick Henry was stellar. Absolutely stellar in week 14. I see what you did there. Giving him this award. You want to see the stat line? For hit, hit me with it, Glenn. The stellar performance of the year? Hit me. All right. Now you're thinking Derrick Henry, man. He must have had to do some crazy shit. He did some crazy shit. He must have had to been like, you know... If you're a stellar performance, you got to have like... you got to maybe score a touchdown like four or five different ways. Maybe a punt return touchdown, receiving touchdown, rushing touchdown. Maybe even throws one. I'll tell you what. Derrick Henry is such a man. He did it just one way. The old school way. Just one way. The Walter Payton way. He fucking ran the ball. Over and, and, over, and, and over 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 again. Derrick Henry <laughs> in week 14 goes... For 238 yards rushing. 238 yards. Amen. Now, the NFL record is 296 yards. Oh. By a man known as Adrian Peterson. What? Derrick Henry runs for 238 yards, but he's not done. Mason, Susan, Derrick Henry finds pay dirt. Not once. Not twice. Not three times. But four times. That's that's two pairs of TDs. Yeah, that's like one pair on each side of your face. Four times. He suffocated in the TD. Two pairs of TDs. Damn. That's unheard of. And you know what that, you know what that equals? That equals a half-point PBR. Even though he didn't even get a reception because he didn't need a reception. Yeah, and standard. And standard. <laughs> this motherfucker got 47.8 points. Shoof. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mason, we've Shit. seen weeks in the past where your fantasy team hasn't scored 47.8 points. You know what? It's, uh, you know, well, Gomes didn't score that much either once. Exactly. And Gomes had Derrick Henry. Henry this year. <laughs> Derrick Henry with the stellar performance of the year. And it was in the first round of the fantasy playoffs. So maybe that helps somebody. He definitely helps somebody. Probably somebody in the consolation. Or an eighth seed who snuck in. Could you imagine? Maybe. Yeah. Knocking down a number one because of him. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, Derrick Henry, shit. you do you, bro. Keep it going in 2019. Stellar performance of the year. Congratulations. That awarded him the name the Scorpion King. You did. Oh, yeah. So we'll see if they can take the Scorpion, Scorpion King. Because the week King after that, he had a pretty good performance too. So maybe it'll continue. Or maybe it's gas. Probably gas. Ooh. All right. Save that for you want to do, do the next one? Yeah, I got the next one. Because right. this one is uh, very near and dear to my heart. Okay. Uh, been running with this since we started it. This one is the fuck of the year. The fuck of the year. The trophy. Explain the trophy. The man. trophy is just a giant golden dildo. How, That's all how, it is. But long? it's dry. There's no lube on that, John. I'm, th- I'm thinking like, like salami thick. Yeah, like a foot and a half long. Yep. Okay. Huge. Big fucking trophy. All right. And this this is what you don't want to win, obviously. This is like winning a Razzie for having a terrible movie. Okay. <laughs> was a Razzie? Yeah, you didn't know that? 
Yeah. There's like an official award, award show for terrible movies. Wow. Didn't know that. Oh, now you know. All right. So anyway, drum roll, please. Without further ado, I present to you the winner of this award. Rob Gronkowski. Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. So just just to let you know how much of a fuck he was, all right? I know. I drafted him. I know. Wait, where'd he, you draft him? 21st. Second round. 21st. 21st overall pick. Is that right? All right. Where'd you get that from? I checked the transactions. Oh. 21st overall. So, 21st overall round. pick, okay? Yeah. This guy finished the season. With only three touchdowns oh. the entire year. This is a guy. He put up zero four times. Well, he missed like three games, or three or four games. Yeah, but that's still. No, that was a game he definitely didn't do anything. So he missed three games and fucked one. Okay. He averaged 6.7 points <laughs> a week. For where he was drafted, <laughs> that is a joke. As a Patriots fan. And for his, what he's been doing. Dude, Gronk, I love you, but retire. My dude, Gronkowski, if he retired last year and went to WWE, he'd probably be WWE champ by now. <laughs> he probably he'd be would be injured by now. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a good possibility, too, honestly. No, nah, I think he'd be all right. He'd get choke slam once, his back would explode. My back. He'd go, oh, my back. <laughs> he would. So, Susan, as a first-hand experience from the fuck of the year, how do you feel? Drafting Rob Gronkowski. It was. This is like the interview where, like, where Cousin Souza, like, there's like clips of Rob Gronkowski running over while he's saying this, and he's like, <laughs> it, was it was down to earth in the interview. <laughs> it was, um, it was tough because week one he did Gronk things. He had seven receptions against the Texans. He had uh, what was 19 it? points. He had a touchdown, 100 yards. He had 100 yards. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I thought Mason was looking it up. It was 19.8 yeah. points. 123 yards, touchdown. And Gronk. it only like, went downhill from there. I was like, that's perfect. That's great. Then the week after, a couple weeks after, you know, bad performances. But then we're like, oh, he was at Jacksonville. Oh, it was against at De- at Detroit. Matt, but uh, yeah, Matt Patricia. <laughs> Maybe it was a little weird. And then, uh, and then he bounced back a little bit against Indy and Kansas City, just no touchdowns. And it's, it was just playing that game of, like, wait, like is, like, is anyone else seeing this? Like, yeah. is, is he not here? Or are we just, maybe it's just waiting. I'll tell you what, though. You did a thing where you traded Gronkowski. You didn't have to suffer from the whole year like I did You're right. in another league. You're right. I, I said, you know what? Fuck. I still believed in Fodis. him. I, every time, like, cut, like week, weeks two through four, everyone was saying, Gronk, dude, Gronk. I'm like, I believe, which was mostly your dad. Mm. I was like, I believe in him. He's going to be fine uh, long term. And then eventually I was like, I'm going to trade him. <laughs> and I traded him. And I never looked back. No, I stuck it out with Gronk for the whole year because people were offering me trades for Gronk. But I said, dude. Now, I've had Gronk in past years where he's been. Me too. One of the best tight ends in football history. Because he has been. This year, though, just I said, dude, this is my guy Gronk. Man, I'm not going to trade Gronk. He's going to pick it up. Dude, he's like a fucking red zone machine. He's he like wasn't. a fucking touchdown guy. His time is, is gone. He wasn't. The amount of looks that he did not get in the red zone actually was insulting to me. Hold on. Did you say his time is up? Yeah. 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 His time is up. My time is now. Yeah, you know who's saying that? Me. My time is now. Dwayne Allen? No, we'll get to it later. Dwayne Allen? No. Oh. The ultimate tease. But it's like, 
and I say that because not just because of this year, but then you look at all the um, tight ends now, like Kelsey, Kittle, and, and Ertz. It's like, oh, I think we've had a clear shift in the paradigm, and I think Gronk's a thing in the past. And what's crazy even is... Even if he comes back. What's crazy is even as bad as a year as Gronk had, he's still the greatest tight end ever lace him up. Yeah, he's played for so he long. He's still, he still position rank 11. But at the end of the day, I mean, man, that's tight ends. Somewhere. But when you drafted Gronk in the second round to play like a wide receiver one would play. Yeah, that, that was the advantage. Are you kidding me with this? <laughs> this kid's flashing his Apple Watch in my face from the sun reflection. <laughs> yeah, I'm just flexing. Uh, so Gronk, I know he likes to fuck, but this year he did the fucking to us. Yeah. And... Uh, he will be sent no a league. big golden dildo award for fuck of the hanging year. Hanging on his wall. Did we get Gronk on the podcast? Huh? Did we get Gronk on the podcast? Uh, after what we just said about him, probably not. Nah, he'll, he'll respect him. <laughs> yeah, so well, I don't give a fuck. I like fucking, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tide Pods. What? I see those Tide Pods commercial. <laughs> What? Yeah, I love shoving Tide Pods up my ass. And yeah. eating them, too. Why up his ass? I was going to say eating them. Oh, that's what the kids are doing. Oh. oh, what the fuck? Oh, yeah. You I ever fuck somebody with a Tide Pod up your ass? I guess he needs a clean asshole, right? I guess. Yeah, you got to bleach it out. That's not bleach, yeah. it's detergent. Oh, well, you got to detergent it out. I don't think that's, that works like that. Well, Rob does it, so. Okay, well. All right. Congratulations, Rob Gronkowski. Susan, on to the next one. Whichever one you want to do. We are going to do. This next award is going to be the Breakout Fantasy Player of the Year. Wow. Now, there are many candidates for this one. Yeah. Now, what, what's the criteria? Criteria is you're already in the NFL prior. Yep. At least one year, one other year. Yep. Um, and your current year, this year that we're talking about, was so much better than your last year. So much so that... You're you're relevant. You're the best almost at your position, and wow. and again, so a big difference from last year. That's called a breakout. Someone who was nothing and is now something, but not just something, everything. Everything. And everything. this man, like I said, many candidates. You know, um, but Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey. He definitely had a better year, a bounce back. But there was someone who, who came back even further than that, who had a bigger rubber band effect. Cordero Patterson? No. No. No, I was he was he was definitely up for contention. Yeah, he was. And this man is a tight end by the name of George Kittle. <laughs> San Francisco 49ers tight end. Unbelievable. Can you bring up the stats, Mason? I can. Because he was on my phone. Fucking team! I love this man. He was on your bench to begin with, right? It was the team. You're the team that made the playoffs, right? This man finished third rank <laughs> behind Kelsey and Ertz, unfortunately, but he had, I believe, like 1,500 yards or 13 or. He broke the the receiving record for a tight end. Broke the receiving after record. Travis Kelsey broke it. So yeah, I think like the same week or something. That's weird, dude. You That's know what's weird? weird? Is that tight ends records are broken usually by two people in the same year. When Jimmy Graham broke the touchdown record for tight ends, Gronk broke it like the same day in a later game. And then mm. Kelsey did it this year for receiving yards. And then Kittle did it. I think it's like 1,400 and something yards. It's like almost 1,400 and a lot of yards. Yeah, Kittle was phenomenal. I, I guess not that many touchdowns, huh? Yeah, One, like two, three, four, four five. Five. 
I think one was in week 17 where no one really cared. But because he finished what number three tight end? Yeah. yeah. Behind Kelsey and Ertz, because they got. Say, it didn't matter that he didn't get he didn't get touchdowns. He got a ridiculous amount of receptions and yeah. and yards. He had three. So he made up for three it. Three games over a hundred yards. One over two hundred yeah. yards. This man was <laughs> on fire. He's fast. He's electric, and these white boys be crazy, and he's gonna keep doing it because because Shanahan knows what he has. And the return of Jimmy G next year. Ooh, baby, is I'm drafting gonna... George Kittle number one overall. Now, Maybe. do you draft George Kittle? With the same mindset as you drafted Rob Gronkowski this year, I think. Uh, no. I think I'd still rather have Kelsey and Ertz, in which I would draft them with the same mindset as Gronk. Kittle, yeah, I, I would say, oh, so the just... back, like way back of the second round, or like beginning to middle of the third. Still pretty good from where you drafted him this year. Yeah, I got oh, Kittle yeah. in like. Actually, I can tell you right now. Actually, I, personally, I would wait till the beginning of the third. I drafted him at one hundred fifty-sixth overall. Which has to be like the tenth round, right? Uh, I think it might be the fourth. <laughs> oh my god! All right, <laughs> but yeah, uh, breakout superstar, superstar breakout player of the year. He was a rookie last year, and you know what they say about second year tight ends, Mason? They're usually pretty damn good. No, that's <laughs> only what you say. <laughs> compared to the first, what an asshole! <laughs> no, Kittle was was amazing, and I think that's going to continue. So, yeah. welcome Kittle to the tight end landscape. And that just, again, to my point about Gronk disappearing, like, there's new boys in town. New boys? There's actually three. It's not just Gronk and then the rest of the time. This is what I was referencing earlier when you said your time is up. I said my time is now. That's what George Kittle said. He said, see you later, old man. Except he's number three. He said, the future is now, old man. It's still Kelsey and Ertz, my friend. That's the big TDs of the difference. And you'll see that. He also had this season with Nick Mullins, a quarterback. And C.J. Beathard. The pickle of a guy. If you ain't talking TDs, I don't want to talk. All right, moving on to our next award. Congratulations, George Kittle. Your trophy is on its way. What does this trophy look like, though? It's um, It's a glass shattering. A fist fist going through. Or glass. With glass-like pieces breaking. (laughs) Not trademarked by any way. No. Fist going through. An asshole. Yeah. yeah it has to be sexual. There it is. Yeah. It has to be sexual. <laughs> Anyways. Next <laughs> award. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> no. Yeah, say it. I was going to say uh, uh, s- sperm breaking through a condom. Breaking out of the condom. You know what? It's funny you say that because that's what happened to your dad and then you happened. Oh, oh shit! No, no, no. I was oh, playing. No. I was a plan. Anyways, Answer. can I get to the next award? Of course, please <laughs> yeah. do before I go out of hand again. This next award is the Stellar Seller Steal of the Draft. Steal like a bandit. Like a bandit. Now, Mason, you may say, Glenn, what's a steal of the draft mean? Yeah, uh, Glenn. What's a steal of the draft? Glenn, what does a steal in the draft mean? Well, kids, I'll tell you. The steal of the draft means you drafted somebody, kind of like George Kittle. Yeah, yeah. Who, uh, you drafted him, and you didn't expect him to be as good as he fucking was. Nah, I knew, dude. I fucking knew. The greatest thing. When I announced the steal of the draft, I knew. Nobody else did. This is, in other words... No, I did, because I wanted to draft him, and you took him. Well, you let me announce the award. I got bum-ass Kirk Cousins, but that's a story for another day. And you just ruined the award for our fans. Yeah, now they know it's clearly Derrick Henry. You're right. I'm sorry, Glenn. Who is the biggest return on your investment in the draft? 
the Stellar Seller. Steal of the Draft Award goes to Pat Stones Mahomes. Woo, woo, woo. See, look, even the dogs know. The dogs know. Dogs are celebrating. Everyone's celebrating. Whoever had them is celebrating. Let me, let me, uh. Chiefs are celebrating. Not whoever played against them is celebrating, though. Nah. Let's go to my team quick in this draft that we had. Now, Pat Mahomes, I drafted 113th. Right before you drafted George Kittle, basically, kind of. Yeah, couple so rounds. So in the third round? Yeah, probably in the third <laughs> yeah. round. I think it was, let's see, 113th. It's, it's like, I remember it being like 8 or 10. Like 8 to 10, 8, 9 or 10. 113 divided by 14 picks. It's 8.07, so it's the eighth round. Eighth round. Mind you, when we started this podcast, we were talking about, dude, we gotta, you're either going to draft the Holy Trinity, a Tom Brady the father. Tom Brady, dude. Aaron Rodgers the son. Rodgers. And then Russell Wilson, the fucking Holy Spirit. Russell, wow, fucking, Wilson, fucking Russell Wilson, kid. And the thing was, those quarterbacks were up and went. They went early in the draft because that's where we project them to go. They're ADP, if you will. When I drafted Pat Mahomes, now I had the first overall pick, which means I got to wait fucking 20-something picks for the pick to come back to me. On the board was still Carson Wentz, mm-hmm. Kirk Buzzins, a uh, couple other quarterbacks like Matt Ryan, Derek Carr. Stafford? Stafford. There was a lot of quarterbacks still on the board. Rivers, probably. Yeah, Rivers, because Jake ended up getting Rivers later. Who could have been a viable option at that pick or whatever. Because I knew that maybe somebody would take Pat Mahomes taking a chance on him. Because we haven't seen Pat Mahomes as a starting quarterback besides one game last year. A lot of potential hype, though. There was hype. There was hype. I took a chance on Pat Mahomes drafting him. Mm. And it might have been the best draft pick I have ever made in my whole life. Pat Mahomes. Uh, uh, following maybe the, the worst, worst pick. draft pick <laughs> I've ever had in my whole life, Le'Veon Bell, number one. <laughs> Who, honestly, if you're asking, oh, dude, Le'Veon Bell should have been fucking the year. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> but he didn't play. Yeah. Uh, so it has to be someone who actually played and proceeded to fuck you. Like Le'Veon Bell just fucked me for about a week, and I traded his ass. So, um, but Pat Mahomes, let me, uh, let me pull up a little, uh, little statty line here. Let's see, Pat Mahomes plays 16 games. He averages 26.1 fantasy points, wow. which is... Uh, number one quarterback. That's pretty good. Number one quarterback. But the thing is, he throws for 50 touchdowns. Yikes. Over 5,000 yards. Yikes. Oh, and uh, let's see if I can get a total on his points. Uh, give me one moment here. One moment here. One moment. You are awarded one moment. And another moment. Alright, so normally your top go-getters in the league are 300-plus points scorers. If you get over 300 points, you're a fantasy fucking stud. Because you were usually the best of your position that year, whatever. To put it in crazy perspective of Pat Mahomes' year, he had 417 total fantasy points. What the fuck? (coughs) 400. The only player to get over 400 fantasy points. And um, so, yeah, Pat Mahomes was, in fact, the steal of the draft. Because next year, I guarantee, guarantee, he won't see the, I'm going to say the end of the second round. Yeah. 
Your dad is our on that guy. I honestly don't think he might go to the third round. Your dad's taking him. And I, I'm just saying, not only in our draft, but maybe in any draft. Uh, I don't know, man. Your dad's taking him. Uh, you, at the same time, you can't expect a 50 touchdown performance again. There's got to be. There's definitely room for regression because it just doesn't. There's happen. definitely room for improvement. What? Because over 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns is room for improvement. Let me let me, let me put you 40 points in every game. They could have done that. Oh, exactly. You're right. and then maybe 50. You had you had Kareem Hunt taking away touchdowns from him for That's two thirds of the year. That's gonna happen. But look, this is what I'm saying. Pat Mahomes. Over 400 points. He had a week where he didn't even throw a single touchdown. He threw 50 touchdowns. That's going to happen. I don't know. I don't know if that will happen again. All right, so he... The the room for improvement is very small compared to the room for regression because it just doesn't happen week, like year after year. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the same. So I'm just saying... There's only three people in history to throw for 50-plus touchdowns, so yeah, obviously. But I'm saying... What's preventing him from doing it again if the same team returns next year? If you still have Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, maybe not Sammy Watkins, but you have Damian Williams who's stepping into the Kareem Hunt role just fine. I think, and Pat Mahomes, it's not like he's going to, you know, it's not like his skills are going to diminish after one year. What's stopping Carson Wentz from having another MVP season or Matt Ryan? Nick Foles. Well, he got injured. That's what happened. Oh, so Carson Wentz. I mean, after, after the, no, I'm sorry. He came back from injury and was not great. And Matt Ryan had an unbelievable year. And that, not even 50 touchdowns. Just an unbelievable year. And you know what's just, crazy? Matt Ryan had the same exact year this year. I know. And his team wasn't that good. So that's why he didn't get him. If up, Matt Ryan maybe goes, you know, 14-2, and two, it's kind of like Drew Brees. Drew Brees having an excellent year. One of the best years we've seen as far as completion percentage. Over 75% of his passes completed. That's ridiculous. That's insane. But because Pat Mahomes did so much more this year, yeah, and his team's the number one seed, for my opinion, he's the lock for MVP. Um, Pat Mahomes still a draft. Congratulations, Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes, I love you forever. Even though, um, despite of your greatness, my team should the bet. So, Just don't take him in the second round, people. Come on, you're better than that. I might do it. No, someone's doing it. You know, your dad. He does it every year. Yep. He chases the greatness, and what happens doesn't always pan out. Most of the time, it doesn't. No. So, so who's to say that'll change? And one more award, Susan. One more. Yes. This is. This is this, it. This is it. This is it. Michael Jackson. This is it. <laughs> this is the creme de la creme. This is the epitome of greatness. This is the Stellar Star of the Year Award. And Mason's on his phone. What? The Stellar Star of the Year, Mason. This is big. This is the award that any everybody wants to win. I wonder who it could be. It could have been Pat Mahomes. Very good option. I wonder who Could have is. been Saquon, McCaffrey. They did excellent. Could be the league-leading rusher, Ezekiel Elliott, who's playing tonight. But, oh. above and beyond... Once again, once again, it is. Drum roll, please. Todd Todivian Gurley, the second. Todd Gurley wins Stellar Star of the Year for the 2018 fantasy football season. He did it again. He had over 20 touchdowns, as Glenn brought to my attention today. Yeah. 
and, and that's the thing. Um, 500 I'll, receiving yards? That'll do it. He came, I want to say, in second or third in the rushing race behind Zeke, which is good. Ridiculous. But um, Ridiculous. he had over Ridiculous. 20 total touchdowns between rushing and receiving, over 500 receiving yards, and uh, this man only played 14 games. That's crazy. So Crazy. It's crazy, yo. Yeah. Todd Gurley, you are a stud. You are the man. I should have drafted number one overall. And JV got it number two overall, but I drafted a guy who hells out on people. That's Le'Veon Bell. Todd does it again. Mason. Yes. We've talked about this before, these uh, these hidden stats that no one thinks about that's making Todd Gurley so great. Do you trust Todd Gurley with your first pick next year? Uh, as long as he's on the Rams and they have an <laughs> offensive line, yeah. Yeah, you have to. You have to. Yep. Yeah. Congratulations, Todd Gurley. What's the tro- What's his trophy look like? It's a star. It's a big star. Yeah. Big it's star. a stellar seller. Star of the year. Cased in real gold. Real. With like, platinum. Like the kind lettering. that they wrap around the chocolates. Yeah. Yeah. I've been throwing those out for years. You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> See, the dogs are pissed that you've been throwing them out. They're like, how can you be wasting all that money? Jeez, here Don't we you go. Can't believe it. All so, right, we're running out of time because I wanted to talk about a couple. Let's put it out. Yeah, that's what happens when you talk to fantasy, baby, in the Stellar Stellar podcast. There's two things I wanted to get to, but we can talk about it in the off season, maybe. Um, let's preview the divisional round because we got games today. Oh yeah, yeah, baby. Tonight, tonight, this afternoon. Maybe if the dog shut the fuck up for a second, we get to it. The Indianapolis Colts, winning ten of their last eleven, travel to the number one seeded. Number one seeded Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC. And uh, it's going to be a battle. And Mason's going to whip his dogs. I'm going to go beat the We're going to hear switch. it. You're going to hear it. Oh. Uh, I want to see what yeah, Mason too. says. Can you hear him? Anyway. Indy's going to the Kansas City Chiefs, and I saw a nice Twitter picture today showing snow all over the stadium seats in Kansas City. It's going to be a cold one. Yeah. And... All right, my dogs are dead. But the... But you, but you know what combats the cold? Hmm. Fire. And the Colts are on fire. And Kansas City... Is not. On fire. And they were like, who do we prepare for? The Colts? The Texans, oh shit, it's the Colts. Or the fire. And meanwhile, they were sitting down, maybe practicing, but they were cooled while the Colts were on fire. Give me the Colts. So you, you do realize um, Andrew Luck's a dome quarterback, right? You call him a dumb quarterback? Dome. dome. I know. Fire. Yeah. Of course. Give me the Colts. Alright. <laughs> Does that make you scared for Dak, too? He's a dome quarterback. No, there's a hole in the roof. Not always, and sometimes closed. And the whole. And they're in LA. Difference. They're not in the snow. You fucking idiot. So what? He's dome quarterback. Anyways, um, back to the Colts and Chiefs. Listen, I get it. It's the Colts are on fire. You guys don't want to see the Chiefs play the Patriots. I understand no, that. No, I don't. But look, this is it's simply just not going to happen. I like the Colts. I think they have a chance of winning. They are on fire, as you've been saying. Fire! But the fire gets put out because 
right now, the Kansas City Chiefs have the league MVP on their team. And Pat Mahomes is leading this Kansas City Chiefs team. Although the head coach still is Andy Reid, who was prone to choking in the playoffs, he's not going to do it in the divisional round against the Indianapolis Colts. I told Susan this before the podcast, these aren't your father's Chiefs. These Chiefs are for real. I'll tell you what we're going to see. It's going to be the end of the game. The Colts going to have it in the bag, and the camera's going to shoot to Pat Mahomes with his helmet off on the sideline, maybe his hand on his hip, and he's just like serious face, but like not not mad, but just kind of like maybe like biting his lip a little bit, kind of just like thinking in the distance, like man, we should have had this. You're going to see that. Today. I'll tell you what's going to happen. You see that today. quickly. Sizzling hot take brought to you by Der Burgers. Mason, are the burgers good? Derp. They're fucking good this week. Wait, who did you pick? It's a divisional round. I picked the Colts. You picked the Colts. All I heard was fire. Yeah, well, this is, <laughs> this is, this is my sizzle on head take. Exactly. For this game. Because the Colts are on fire. I just mm. fire. For this game. Um, Kansas City is going to be ready, and they're going to blow the fucking doors off the Colts. Wow. I think Kansas City puts over, up over 30 points and win by at least two touchdowns. All right, so I want to talk about this real quick because I'm whipping my dogs upstairs. Uh, so I think the the both these offenses can score a lot of points. Kansas City's defense blows. Ching. Okay. The Indianapolis defense, I feel, will be good enough to get a few stops in key situations. And I think due to that reason, the Colts will win the game. We'll see. Colts, Colts, I'm picking the Chiefs. Also, I think Andrew Luck's clutch. And we don't know what Pat Mahomes is yet. We don't know if he's a choker in the playoffs. We're going to see it today. You have the intangible factor of that. You don't know what's going to happen. We're going to see the stones on Mahomes today in Arrowhead. Taking the Chiefs. Going to the Chiefs. Moving on to tonight. Uh-oh. Tonight. There's a show. Dallas coming tonight, tonight. Dallas losing tonight. Oh, shit. There is a show going on in Hollywood as the Dallas Cowboys, America's team, travel to the Rams. And, uh... Special guest. What's up, Scotty? Hey, what's up? What's going on? We're picking, uh, Rams and Cowboys right now. Who you got? Nothing. Nothing? Nothing. Rams. Oh, okay. Wait, what do you think about the Cowboys, quick? They're gonna choke. On what? <laughs> on what? A pickle? No. no. Tell them right now. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. <laughs> All right, Clyde, continue. So, so the Cowboys are going to face the Rams. You have the top two leading rushers in Todd Gurley and Ezekiel Elliott. And uh, it's going to be a good one, I think. The Rams have such a high-powered offense. The Cowboys' defense is smothering. Something has to give. And um, it's Susan, Jared Goff's knees. Susan, who are you picking? Give me the Rams. Yeah. They're going to – the firepower is too much for Dallas to handle. Typical. Typical. Wow. Who are you picking? Give me Dallas. Oh, man. But you don't want them to win, right? No, I do. Dak says what? give me Dallas, too. Oh, shit. Wait, what? Yeah, I go with Dallas. He's just oh! Oh! oh, shit. Now you know the Cowboys are losing. psychology. That's what it is. Yeah, okay. Copyright. Put it away. <laughs> What's the next game? Um. Well, we're not done. I didn't even tell you who I'm going to pick. Oh. Well, we, we all know where you get a pick. Come on. Dallas. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'm going to pick. Believe it or not, I picked Dallas this whole year. Besides one game at the end of the season where I thought they'd tank and Dak Prescott played the whole game. 
against the Giants. Tonight, I am picking the Dallas Cowboys. Oh my god. No one thought you were picking the Rams. That was the worst bait and switch of all time. That was yeah, so no, no. And here's why. Because the Rams' run defense is atrocioso. That's Spanish for atrocious. Nice. And, um, yeah. Obviously, the Rams have the best defensive player in the league in Aaron Donald. But the Cowboys just have to do what they can to put him in check. Feed Zeke will be the key to this game. If they can control time of possession and the defense keeps playing the way they've been playing, it doesn't matter what weapons they have. Jared Goff does not scare me. We won't be saying that after this game. What and is he going might, on upstairs? He might make me oh, eat my man. words. Uh, but, no. The Rams have been in the playoffs before. They've had a team similar to this before, and they couldn't win. Sean McVay's going to do it. Well, he had a chance last year, and he couldn't do it. He's going to do it. And I'm thinking now these Cowboys are hot. Defense playing hard. Cowboys winning tonight, going to the NFC Championship from the first time since the 90s, baby. Let's fucking go. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Next game. The Chargers are going to New England. Oh, boy. Can I start off on this? Please. Sure. West Coasties coming here. All right, man. So here it is, dude. I'm just going to get this out of the way. I'm picking the Patriots. What? Yep. Wow. I think the Patriots are going to win. Good job. But I don't think it's going to be because of the Patriots. I think that the Chargers are going to charger it up, and somehow they're going to fucking choke the game away. I can see them having a lead going into the fourth quarter, kind of like what happened against Jacksonville. Uh, having, going in, having a lead going into the fourth quarter, but then they can't pull away and they can't keep their foot on the neck of the Patriots, and they don't kill them. So the Patriots come back. Tom Brady has a nice fourth quarter drive, steals the game, and the Patriots doesn't win. get strip sack. Doesn't get strip sack. I really hope that doesn't happen. I will cry. No, I think you're right. I think that's what it's going to come down to. Whether it's a stupid fourth down play that Philip Rivers just throws a bad pass to Keenan Allen, who wasn't even running the right route, and then it shows a cut to Philip Rivers with the face that we've seen plenty of times. It's going to be miscommunication, and that's kind of how they choke. Is like. It's not always Rivers' fault. Sometimes it's the receiver. They drop it or it's the wrong route or maybe it's a a bad play call or something like that. It's, it's going to happen. So you're picking the Patriots? I'm picking the Patriots. All right. All right. Let me tell you guys something. Okay. Here we go. Philip Rivers is 0-7 head-to-head against Tom Brady. Yeah. 0-7. Yep. That's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 times. Yeah. That's, that's a pretty good amount. And the thing is, this might be – I don't know. We've said the Chargers have had better teams in the past. But this – Patriots team might be maybe the worst Patriots team, even though it's still pretty good, that we've yeah. seen in the past decade. Yeah. Nah, I think it's bad. Not the Matt Castle Patriots. I'm not going no, with that. No, no, no. I would say that the team in 2013 was pretty bad, too. Their defense was better in that in that year. The year that they went to Denver and they lost, they got like their doors. It was like they only lost like... That team, that team is way better than this team. No way. This team sucks. Dude, Tom Brady was throwing like Austin <laughs> Collie. He was he throwing who now? At least Edelman. Stinks. And he has J- James White in the backfield. He has Stinks. fucking Steven Jackson. Ripping peace, Kush. Stinks. Ripping Kush. So, Phillip Rivers needs this win. He wants oh, to be yeah. considered seriously. You know, as a bay, as Phillip Rivers, a Hall of Fame quarterback. I don't know. I mean, essentially, he's Tony Romo. Right? Yeah. 
Better version of Tony Romo, yeah. Mm. Better version. No, I think I think he has the most yards and like completions or something for a quarterback that's never made the Super Bowl. That's true. He's Anyways, gonna, this is his time of shine. This though. is his time now in Gillette Stadium against the Patriots, who could be reeling. But um, so that's why I'm picking the Patriots. So you're not nervous? Oh, I am very nervous. He's Are you fucking kidding me? No, see the thing is, this is Philip Rivers. It's, it's just not going to happen. The Chargers, not going to happen. Um, it could happen. I think they have a better chance of beating the Patriots than the Colts do of beating the Chiefs. I will also yeah. say this, too. I well, think that this game hinges a lot on how healthy Todd Gurley, uh, Todd Gurley, uh, Melvin Gordon is. Because the Patriots have proven one thing all year, consistently. They can't stop the run. That is the only thing that's been consistent about this team all year long. So if Melvin Gordon's health is very healthy. Melvin Gordon has a Ray Rice game against the Patriots. Uh, yeah, I don't see that happening because he has two bum knees, but yeah, you never know. know. He could have a really good first quarter when they shoot him up with fucking whatever they shoot him up with. Heroin? No. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to tell, tell you this. No. <laughs> it's um, it's not going to be Phillip Rivers to put the end, the nail in the coffin of the Patriots. It'll be Gordon, I think, in my opinion. It'll be their run game. Well, no, I'm saying like nobody in the Chargers is gonna do it. They're not. If the Patriots are gonna lose and end this, you know, their run of greatness, the dynasty. It's not gonna be from the San Diego, Los Angeles. <laughs> It'll be like, oh, oh, dollar. A self-inflicted wound. It's gonna be Nick Foles in the Super Bowl. Oh Nick my Foles. God, man! No, guy. Patriots are winning. Not this week. Uh, I mean, I'd like to see them lose, but it's not gonna happen. And that's not reverse psychology. I swear. Okay. And then Final the last game. game the Philadelphia Eagles hmm. travel to the New Orleans Saints. The Nolans Saints. The Nolans Saints. Dome. Dome. Big Dome guy. Big Dome guy. But Nick Foles likes Dome. Big Dick guy. I was just going to say Nick Foles likes Dome too. Um, <laughs> I'm riding the, the... I'm still riding the Big Dick. Give me... Give me <laughs> oh Philly. Give me Philly. is riding the Twitter account the says Matt Sousa out of context. I'm still riding the Big Dick in quotes. <laughs> I'm taking the Saints, dude. I honestly would it surprise me if Philadelphia won? Nope. I just need <laughs> this nightmare of Philadelphia being good to end. Like, yeah, I got please, you. I got you. Let it end. For the Cowboys' sake, if the Cowboys beat the Rams tonight and go to the NFC Championship, I would much rather play the Eagles than the Saints. So we said. About oh Super my Bowl. God! Yeah. But, um. And Eagles Cowboys NFC Championship would be epic, but I don't want that to happen. I want this Nick Foles trade to end. <laughs> I, want, I want people on NFL Network to stop Charade. saying they'd have Nick Foles over any other quarterback in the clutch. <laughs> I don't know. That's such a bad take. Just, oh my just God. stop it. Just stop There's it. Nothing. I, Let the be... Eagles fans eat their horse shit and go home. <laughs> if Drew Brees, if Drew Brees doesn't beat Nick Foles this week with this team in his MVP season, that's just proof. That they only won a Super Bowl because of Hurricane Katrina. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I don't want Drew Brees even in the same conversation as one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. I don't want him in the same conversation as game. Nick Foles. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, like, <laughs> like, like, the Saints have to win this game. Yeah. They have to. They've showed this year, though, that they out of nowhere, at home, they can choke. Because last like, year, obviously, you know, it was the miracle play with Stephon Diggs. You know, the Saints had an excellent team last year. They should have won. So. But... And now is where the talking's tough. It's not going to take a miracle to beat the Saints this year. Well, it might for Nick Foles. But the Saints shouldn't allow it to happen. 
The Saints are good enough to take care of the Eagles. On paper, they're the better team, the better quarterback. Uh, defense are kind of even. Maybe even give the advantage to the Eagles a little bit. But, um, no, the Saints have to win. I'm picking the Saints. All right. That's it. That's, That's it. it. All right. So, this time next week, I'm either going to be really happy, the Cowboys are in the NFC Championship, or the Patriots got eliminated, or I'm going to be really sad. So Patriots advance and the Cowboys lose. There's really, really happy. There's really, really sad. And there's content. I'm going to be really, really happy if the Cowboys win and the Patriots do whatever they do. As long as the Cowboys win, I'll be happy. But if they lose and the Cowboys win, that's like... Oh, oh yeah. That's, uh, that's peak euphoria. That's, euphoria. That was the word. That's like, um, that's like if I won the championship and um, my dad won the toilet bowl. Yeah. But that didn't happen, so that's probably not going to happen with the Cowboys either. But I have faith. We'll see. We'll see. Cowboys got a chance. Uh, anybody has a chance in the NFL playoffs. And your team's leading it off between the Cowboys and Patriots. Yeah, so. And so, we're watching that tonight. You're going to be around your, Ooh, boy, your buddies. Baby. It's going to be good. It's going to be, be so funny. It's going to be good. It's either going to be me really quiet or a whole house really quiet. Yeah. Me going off. <laughs> yeah, we're going to leave if that happens. So, uh, either way, I'm going to get drunk tonight. Fair. If they win, Very fair. I'm celebrate. Oh my god! If they lose, if they, they lose. win. Glenn's gonna be so obnoxious. He's gonna bring all his Cowboys gear. He's gonna be yelling at the top of his lungs to strangers who don't even watch football. Bobo the Cowboys. This guy. He's gonna. He's gonna be a guy on the side of the road. He's like, man, I got spare change. I'm like, man, take this scarf. You're a Cowboys fan now. And he's gonna find other Cowboy fans, and it's gonna be like, oh my god. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. Cause they are everywhere. But if they lose, they lo- honestly. I was happy with them beating Seattle. The Rams obviously proved that they, they are or were the better team throughout this year. Um, I'm not going to be as upset. If it's a blowout, obviously I'm going to be pretty upset. But if it's a close game and the Cowboys lose, um, at <laughs> this point, honestly, they're further than I thought they'd be this year because there was a point where they were 3-5 and five and I wanted to fire everybody. Yeah. So I remember those days. <laughs> that Amari Cooper happened. All I know is that's right. the future is bright. But the future is now. Guys, see your ass next week. Bye-bye. Susan, let's get the fuck out of here.